This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Goalie Ashwa Gummies. You can find them at goalie.com. Use promo code the Show Up That Foundation to get 10% off your order. Zendurance Active Wellness and Sports Nutrition. Their products are designed to maximize your health. At Zendurance, they strive to support and have a positive impact on the wellness of every hardworking dad. Use my code the Show Up Dad and get 10% off your next purchase. For more info, go to www.zendurance.com. Tall Man Equipment, standing taller than the rest of the competition in Lyman Tools since 1952. Give them a follow at www.tallmanequipment.com. And last but not least, Adam Lane Smith. He is an attachment specialist who helps people to heal, connect, and build. Use my promo code SHOW, spelled S-H-O-W, for a 50% discount on his attachment boot camp course. Thank you. Welcome to the Show Up Dad podcast, where our mission is to improve the well-being of children by increasing the proportion of children growing up with an involved, responsible, and committed father. The Show Up Dad is a 501c3 organization that encourages dads to become more than just a paycheck. Today, my guest is Shane Sullivan. He is a journeyman lineman who's been in the trade for 20 years. He currently is working as a general foreman at a local line company and is also the recording secretary at Local 47 for the last six years. He has been active in the development of apprentices by teaching at the JTC, and Shane has been married going on 20 years coming up, and together they have two kids, 19 and 9. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, man. Uh, appreciate you having me on here and uh, glad to share some, some of my stuff and with the uh, every, all the listeners. And uh, like I said, appreciate you having me on this. Yeah, for sure, Shane. Man, you've been around a lot, brother. Um, you got tons and tons of experience, not only in our industry, but in life, brother. And that's why I, I wanted you to come on here. And it's it's an honor to have you on, dude. It really is, bro. Thanks, man. I just listened to your last podcast of uh, Jay Clark, and uh, like I said, what a what a what a man to follow. Great man there. Uh, a lot of trials and tribulations he had, but he's on top now and sharing his wealth and sharing his uh, knowledge. And great guy to follow. And uh, hope I can measure up to that. Oh, I'm sure you will, brother. Well, like always, Shane, I want you to open up to our audience. Uh, let us know about your family of origin. How is your relationship with your father, etc. If you don't mind. Um, I grew up, I was born in Pasadena, California, 1977. Um, my dad, uh, and my mom, uh, shortly divorced thereafter, a uh, year after, um, I lived in, uh, Covina or Pasadena for a little while, Helmani. And then shortly thereafter, my mom moved me with my, up to my grandparents' house in Penin Hills, California, up by Phelan, Wrightwood Ski Resort up in that area. Mm-hmm. Went up there and then I grew up there. Uh, I went to middle, um, elementary school middle school and high school um not dad wasn't too much around um i went to him on weekends sometimes he lived at my gra- grandparents house his mom and uh, stepdads and uh wasn't too much of a father figure at, to so much but he was more of a, a friend or a play partner as in i would go down there and he would play the uh baseball play basketball play that because he didn't have a job Mm-hmm. So he, he, he was like my friend. So when I would go home, my mom would be basically the man and the, or the dad and the mom, she was working, she's doing all the, you know, I've had, I've had three or four stepdads. Um, so she's in between that. And during that, she's basically all of that. And when I'd go see him, you know, it, it's, um, it was hard because when I'd come home, I would take it out on my mom. Cause I wanted to be with my dad. But at the same time, as I've grown up, um, he wasn't the the father figure that I wouldn't want to grow up to be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he is my dad. Um, yeah. So with that, skipped out forward to um, high school. Um, he, you know, like I said, I went to, you know, weekends and he was into drugs and alcohol. And he shortly had a brain aneurysm when he was, I think I was right around 18, 19, 18, I think, 19 mm-hmm. and uh, passed. To this day, uh, you know, just watching father father movies or anything that has a father in it, I get mm-hmm. super emotional. Um, just because he's he's no longer here, and I can't share those you know feelings and stuff. That even though even though he was mm-hmm. not a good dad and wasn't around ever, I I still I still you know I see those you know movies i know they're movies but i see other dads that are taking their kids out or even for their 21st birthday go have their first beer with them or you know share all that with them well i don't get to do that and uh so even to like i said to this day you know see see that on movies and see that elsewhere it it touches me because you know um i don't want to be that to my kids and i haven't um Mm -hmm. So there, from there, I got drafted out of high school, played with the Chicago Cubs for five years. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got drafted, left, right? I was 18, I was gone. And uh, then I got into uh, doing some uh, cell phone tower work with uh, another brother that's in the trade still to this day. Um, mm-hmm. And he was working with me at the cell phone play- tower place and said, hey, have you ever thought about going down and you like climbing, you want to do uh, climbing poles. And I was like, you know, um, I let's maybe, I, but I like the tower work. And so anyway, he said, Hey, my pop said, don't um, try to go to the outside construction. Cause it's probably a bit faster way in and stuff. And this was, like I said, around 2001, 2002 ish. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went down to the apprenticeship and believe it or not, at that time, it was like, you filled out your application. I'm talking a week later, you're in. It was wow. super quick because no one wanted no one. I don't think really no one knew the value of being a lineman. Mm-hmm. Everybody and it wasn't like obviously what the wages are today, but um, so I got in. The, I got in, um, went through the apprenticeship, and my class even to this day, lot of good men, man, lot still lot of good guys running companies, superintendents of companies. I mean, there are a lot of good dudes, man. And um, like I said, and then from there out, um, we're here 20, like I, like you said, 20 years later, and this is my 20th year and uh, mm-hmm. been, a, been blessed by the trade. Um, but um, just with the, with the dad part, I've just recently got into this more and more. I'm, I'm currently, like you said, with a local company and I work out of town mm-hmm. and I missed a lot. And even when I was younger, I lived right here in right close to the house. And you get you get so sucked into working them hours and you get the paycheck. And then, you know, your son might have the best aluminum baseball bat out there. It might cost three hundred and eighty five dollars. But what you what you missed is you missed the time. Yeah. And that yeah. time you can never get back. And does it uh, it's I mean, it beats me up today. But mm-hmm. um, I my 19 year old son now has called me you know, uh, not even two, three weeks ago and said, dad, I just want to tell you, thank you. Um, he's going to Cal state university, San Bernardino playing baseball. Oh wow! And, uh, and so he even, you know, has called me today or not today, but a couple of weeks ago. And I just want to let you know, dad, that thank you for everything you've done. Cause where I am today is because of you. Right. So yeah, he acknowledges it now, but when they're young, they don't. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. They don't. Um, I just had a, a guest, Brandon Joffe. He's a, a clinical therapist and he does with uh, teenagers and stuff like that. Um, one of the main things he said is as parents, we tend to want the best for our children, right? So we try to push forward and control every situation, right? But we can't control anything. All we can do is just guide them and present options for them. And hopefully, just hopefully, we have enough influence in their life that they hear our voice when there's right. a lot of things pulling their attention. Right. Yeah. But like you said, that influence requires time, you know, and that's time spent with them, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's what I tell even the apprentices and 
stuff today, even linemen, younger linemen, and and just what older linemen used to tell me when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. The money is all the money's gonna come. Yep. It's time that you throw away that never gets back. So if if and then um if you don't give the time, right? Like you said, they'll hear your voice. They're like, hey, dad says this, don't do this, or he does this, but the time that you showed him that and the time you sit down with him, the time you hang out with him, those, those are the days, right? Those are the days we cherish. And if you, and to top that off, if you don't have a good wife to back mm-hmm. me, right? I've been with my wife going on 20 years, like you said, May 4th. And if I didn't have that, then this, you know, the family would falter because she's, she's the backbone. Cause I'm gone. Even to this day, I'm still gone. I come home on weekends. I go back. Um, but if I didn't have that, it would, it would be in shambles. So with the strong woman behind you, um, even to the young apprentices, young linemen that are coming out where their wife's like, where are you going at 2 AM? Well, I'm not going out to cheat on you. I'm going for a call out. I'm going to provide for the family to make it better. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I remember a lot growing, coming in, you know, that's a lot like, yeah, I can't take the call out, you know, my future wife or my fiance or my girlfriend thinks I'm going somewhere else. But the main thing is they're going out to provide, to put the lights back on for other families that don't have it at that point with a car hit pole or a storm or whatever have you, you Mm -hmm. know? So you just got to have a strong support behind you. If you have that, dude, you're golden. Yeah. So if I didn't have my wife, Dawn, I, I, it, it would be, it would, I'd be a wreck. Yeah, for sure. And it sucks too, because in our line of work, bro, we don't want to be having to worry about, man, you know, my wife, I don't want her thinking on this and this, and then have to go and, and think through uh, some critical steps that may cost a life or our own life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you definitely have that sense of, man, I got my wife. She's at home. She's holding down the floor. Correct. Right? Yeah. No, and, I, that, and then, like I said, with that being said, now my wife works for the hall, right? Now mm. she works, she's the secretary at local 47. And she was a, she was a, um, she was a, um, uh, respiratory therapist Okay. And before. And, you know, she, she, she quit because she saw the kids and the kids affected her a lot of, you know, sticking the trach down their throat and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that, that really affected her. Um, the, the, obviously all patients did, but the kids, what really affected her. So she stopped when we had her second kid Gunner, And, mm-hmm. um, and then when she got done with that, then she got with, uh, Pat Lavin talked with him and stuff like that. And I was recording secretary and I just, you know, and she talked to him and, um, Finally, after three, four years of talking with him, finally interviewed and she, she got hired and she still works there today. Blessed to be. We're both union members. She's a union member. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very blessed to be in a uh, part of that. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's awesome, dude, that Local 47, you know, I'm a a member now of Local 47. Yeah. But um, just to be able to be a part of a union that backs their members. Yes. the way this hall does um i'm very fortunate to be a part of that you know what i'm saying um i've been a part of other unions where it wasn't as strong as out here yeah you know? and it's like night and day it truly is i i truly believe what local 47 is doing and um i'm grateful for them i am yeah yeah i i uh i couldn't be more proud to be in this union um not just international brotherhood but when I first got in, I was 1245. And then when 47 broke away or started, mm-hmm. uh, took outside line, I went into 47 and couldn't be more proud to be a part of this union. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, things have changed. Yeah. Um, but with that, um, no matter if you're a man or a woman in the brotherhood, no matter if you're a groundman to a traffic control to a journeyman lineman, we all got to back each other. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it, we still got to, if you're going down the freeway and you see that sticker on the side or the back of the window and they're broke down, hey, maybe pull over and see what they need. See if they need help. Because we're all we're all one big family. And if we all back each other, we'll be as strong as anybody can. No one will take us down. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. Um, I heard a story one time. This is operator, right? And, uh, you know, you discussed about having Jay on the podcast, right? And uh, one of the things that this operator, he approached me and he's like, man, he's like, I remember Jay 
Clark, right? He's like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, what happened, you know? And he's like, well, he's like, I remember going into his office. I was going to work for him as an operator. And I was there with another lineman. And it was me and this lineman. And Jay came in. He asked me, who are you? And he's like, Jay's this towering guy. He's like 6'4", 6'5", whatever he is, right? He's like, I'm like five foot nothing. He tells me, he's like, oh, this guy's looking down at me. And he's asking me who I am. So I explained to him I'm his operator and stuff. And he turns around, looks at his office guy, tells him, don't you ever treat a union brother like that again. Get these men some seats. Took them into the office. Told him he was extremely sorry that they were treated like that. Had the lineman sit at his desk. Had the operator sit right at the desk so they could fill out their paperwork. And then went and commenced to chewing the guy out in the office for not treating a union brother the way they needed to be treated. You know what I mean? That that's awesome, bro. Yeah, no, it it's, it's man. I tell you, I, I have a quick story about, so I was at a show up in Southern California again, and I was, I was uh, an apprentice at this time. And mm. there was a, um, that was, it was back when it was, it was, uh, our union's super strong now, but it was really, really strong. I would say in the 2000, early 2000s, mm -hmm. even stronger, not saying it's faltered, but it's, it's, it was strong where, um, like this guy drove in from Michigan and, mm -hmm. uh, he, he took a call out of the hall, took it, drove down. And I remember specifically he was driving a Nissan Maxima, right. And he drove in our show up and the union steward said, yeah, you're going to have to get that and park that outside the gates. Yep. Right? <laughs> And the guy's like, no, I just took a call for here. I'm I'm right here. He says, correct, but um, there's only union-made cars in here. And you're you're going to put that uh, – or American-made cars, I'm sorry. And you're going to put that Nissan outside. And he, they said, no, and no joke. They used the forklift, picked that car up, and took it right outside the gates. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, 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 it, and from then on, you know, even to this day – my my advice is just you know just keep being strong with our union like i said and dude i think we're all we're, we're all gonna prosper we just mm -hmm. got to keep safe keep each other safe and just mm -hmm. keep being strong with uh the union you know what i mean like we have great wages we have great benefits um always you could always say it can be better right every everybody mm -hmm. wants to make more everybody wants to be the millionaire right including myself believe me but what we have today from where it's came from, from our founding fathers to, to today, right? Mm -hmm. It's a great, great profession. And just like I said before, we just got to give our kids the time. Be that dad. Be the, be the dad. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. the, the dad part's huge. Like how you said the show up, dad, you're the name of the podcast. It's there's I'm 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 guilty of it on myself. You know, there's mm -hmm. you get I'm I'm a general foreman. I get caught up in the work sometimes. I'm like, I want to make sure the line the crews are good, the linemen are good, you know, and and keep them safe. But at the same time, they're gonna be okay. If I'm if I go home a Saturday because I'm gonna miss uh eight hundred bucks or whatever it is, go home and be with your kids because that's that's the be, before you know it, they're out of the house and then mm -hmm. they're grown up and then Oh yeah, dad, you know, they'll, they'll know that you were out working like my 19 year old is now, but that, like you said, the time and there's, mm -hmm. there's no price on that. Mm -hmm. No, there isn't definitely not. Um, Shane, what is it? What do you do like to make your kids aware? Do you like share with them? Cause, and I'll just give you an example on that podcast earlier, like I talked about, and um, I was explaining to him that my kids know I'm a journeyman lineman, right? They, they know that. 100%. We, but we watched the movie, right? And they're watching it. Was, I think it was like Life on the Line or something like that. That one with John Travolta. Yeah. With John Travolta. yeah. yeah. And uh, they see them climbing in the rain and stuff like that. And my boys and my daughter look at me like, man, dad, you do that? And I was like, where have you been? You know what I mean? And man, getting back to what uh, Brandon was saying earlier on, on the other podcast, he's like, man, take the time to explain to your children what you do. And I was guilty of it in that moment because I never, you know, they knew daddy was a lineman and stuff like that, but I never took the time to share with them what I actually did. Right. And right. it's so important what I'm getting at because we are literally showing our kids how to communicate with us. Okay. So if I'm really short with them and they don't know what I do, 
how are they going to respond to me when I ask them those questions at the dinner table? You know, so how was right. your day? Oh, it was okay. You know, yeah. they learned that from somewhere. They're getting that from me. So I, as a father, being the leader, the influencer of the home, right, have to mimic that in a way that they know how to communicate, right? Right. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I think my older one knows a little more um, mm -hmm. because, you know, I'll be driving by a pole and you know how we do. We drive by a pole and like, yeah, I did that. And my wife will be like, yeah, your dad tells me every time we drive by it, I, we see it, right? Yeah. Um, I think, I think with the younger one i don't think i've ex expressed it so i think i need to a little more but mm -hmm. i think at the same time um since my wife's in the union now and she works at the hall i think it brings a little more because when we go to these big functions for 47 like the picnics or the christmas parties or stuff like that mm -hmm. we take the little one more uh you know because there's more than there was like 18 years ago 16 years ago when my son was littler there's yeah. a little more so I think with that said, um, the little one uh, grasped it a little more and he caught on a little more because now, you know, he'll be like, hey, dad, um, when I grow up, I'm going to be a lineman. Right. And that's the nine year old where my 19 year old has never said, hey, dad, I'm going to be a lineman. Right. He's mm -hmm. starting to talk about it now when he gets done with baseball, like, hey, I might want to get in the trade. I'm like, OK. But my nine-year-old already, you know, put the hard hat on and said, "Dad, I want to be, I want to be a lineman like you when I grow up." And and he surfs, so he's like, "I want to, I want to be, a, I want to surf and be a lineman." And so I think um, with the little one, that's where I think I'm also guilty of too. There, I, I need to show him a little more, like, "Hey, this is what we do." Because, like I said, the older one, like with the Crescent Ranch, and teach him the tools, right? Because a lot of kids, when even the apprentices now that get in the trade, hey, can you grab me a flathead? And they'll just bring a. a They'll bring a Phillips. Yep. You know what I mean? So they don't even know the tools. So um I I I uh definitely gotta do that more so that um my kids are like you said, they're not short at the dinner table, they're not short with their girlfriends. And like I like what you hit on was perfect. My 19-year-old, you can ask him today. I told him a couple weeks ago, all I want you to do, you don't have to follow what I do. You don't have to be mm -hmm. aligned. All I want you to do is be a good citizen of the United States. I want you to be a good father figure and i want you to be and i want you to have a good work ethic to be a, a good worker mm -hmm. and then and then i at the end i want you to be a good person right i want you to be polite i want you to be a nice kid out there out there because they're all a lot of punks and the more respectful you are the more respect you get mm -hmm. and it's crazy too because i hear old, older guys like our our age you yeah. know what i mean um in their forties and stuff. And like, ah, oh, man, this new generation, this new generation. It's like, dude, who do you think raised this generation? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, take, <laughs> take some responsibility. You know what I mean? It's us, you know, it falls on us and we didn't get here overnight, you know? Yeah. 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 But with that being said too, I think, I don't know like where you're like, where you came from and, mm -hmm. and I, you probably see it here where you're now, but I think that, um, you know, when I was coming up, there was, I would say the foreman were 50, 55, right? Mm -hmm. The GS were 62, 63, and they're getting ready to retire. And they're the GFs, right? Yep. And I'm, I'm, and like I said, that's what I am now. And I'm 45 as a GF. So like I said, this is just what I see, right? Yeah. And I see the work is so predominantly getting stronger and stronger and bigger and bigger that now like, hey, he just graduated from the JTC six months ago, right? He's a lineman. Well, we'll wait two more months. And we'll throw them in as a foreman, right? And then, no, it's only going to be just for a little bit till we get the other one. And then before you know it, he's been there three years. Yep. Right? And it's not to say that the guy's a bad guy, right? He could be a good lineman. Mm -hmm. Just that the experience that we have now today, right, compared to the experience when we were coming in, way different, dude. Way oh, different. Yeah. I agree, man. It used to be that – um Coming up, right? If you had a an older gentleman, a guy who who had the wisdom on you, right? The knowledge. Yeah. The linemen who were the foreman, the young guys, would give up their position and be like, here, you're gonna be the foreman. And yeah. they would step, they would step down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to give that guy, because they they gave credit where credit was due. They knew that guy, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of the men I came up with, I think there's only one left who's or two, two guys left that are actually still in their tools. You know what I mean? The rest are all retired yeah. or they, they passed away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And they're, you know, doing the GF thing, foreman thing, whatever it is. You know what I mean? But yeah, we definitely yeah. are, are losing that knowledge 
for sure. Um, one of the biggest things that I see is that guys that are becoming these foremen right out of, you know, I, or right out of uh, the JTC. I mean, yeah, they probably know the work, right? They're, they're good workers. Like you said, they're knowledgeable, everything like that, you know, and they're probably way more educated than when you and I went through for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but at the same token, you definitely have to have that life knowledge, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause how are you going to run four guys? Right. How are you going to run with them and be in charge of them? If you don't even know how to take charge of yourself at 24 years old. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. hard. You know, yeah. you're still trying to figure out yourself and, and the way you're going to lead yourself. Right. You no. Know? So yeah. there's definitely a huge learning curve. These guys are stepping into the role. So for guys that are stepping into these foreman positions, you know, all I can say is, man, it's going to take a little bit, dude. It's a big learning curve and be patient and be patient with yourself and do not think, you know, everything ask right. questions. Ask, yes. I was just going to say that. Ask a lot of questions growing up. Coming through the trade, that's what the older guys always said. Ask questions, you know. Believe me, I've had lockouts myself. I'm not I'm not the best lineman out there either, right? Yeah. But I've asked questions. I try to do the best I can. I try to learn the best, right? If there's extra knowledge to know, I try to read up on it just to make sure, right? And then even today when they might do a brand new RSR that's out in the field, right? And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I haven't seen that put together yet or I haven't done one. Right. And I'm GF in it. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I go out and watch, I'll go out and watch like some of the younger guys be like, Oh, I put three or four of these together. Watch. And then, you know, you read the spec, you go out and watch and that, and, and I'm not out there going like, no, dude, this is not that it's not how you do it. Right. I'm learning too. I, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know it all either. So yeah. I'm it's always good to keep learning, asking questions. That's what makes us better as, as IBW Lyman or mm -hmm. IBW together, you know, just keep learning. Yeah, for sure. And even take that back to fatherhood, bro. Yes. A lot of times as men, we don't want to say, hey, I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do this. Right. And then we take that back home and we don't even want to open up with our wives, bro. With yeah. Stuff we're dealing with, you know what I'm saying? And then we fall back on the default mode of the way we were raised. And that might not be necessarily the greatest way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we fall into this cycle of doing the same thing over and over again, that's not working. So we need to stop that. Right. Cause by definition, that's insanity. Correct. Yes, exactly. So we need to stop that, you know, and I think it's important to, when you get to that point, just stop what you're doing, reassess and then yeah. go from there. Right. Yeah. Like I, I just, just recently, um, I was just telling my wife this week, I went and bought a devotional book. Mm. Right. And it was, um, it says God's uh, God's calling you, right? And and what I did was is the reason why is because there's some things like that uh, I I just think I need to reassess in some of my stuff, right? Yes, that's it, right? And I read it. I I've I just bought it this week, so I I started April seventeenth uh, or eighteenth, whatever it was, yep. and I I re I've read it every day, and I called my wife and I told her, and I said, and it's pretty crazy because a couple of things I was like, oh wow, right? And it's like someone's talking to me but mm -hmm. it's written in a book right so exact exactly what you have right there is what i just bought and uh you know it's it's uh it's it's i, I like it I, I dig it yeah for sure and it, it's crazy like no matter what people believe or anything like that you don't got to believe in god doesn't mean that he doesn't exist you know right. what i'm saying and yeah. whatever it is you believe or whatever you know that's on you Okay. We're not here to preach to nobody or anything. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you're on that deathbed, okay, you're going to be responsible for how you raised your family. Yeah. Family yeah. is number one. I, I, I have tattoos like you, right? Mm -hmm. all, all across my knuckles, it says family first, right? Mm -hmm. that, I, I like put that. them on my, I put them on my thumbs. So I see that in my hands every day, right? I mm -hmm. do nothing. Like me going out of town to work, me doing all this, and everybody's like, "Why do you do it? Why?" It's for my family, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I, I I have a house in Huntington Beach, right? Well, I only did, I I got this. My wife's my wife and I built this, right? And it's yeah, it's for our family, and they're and they're number one. 
mm-hmm. and they'll always be number one. How do you, Shane, for our listeners, how do you keep your family first, especially being on the road and stuff like that when you are? Like, what is what are some of the measures you take to make sure that you still have those connections, brother? For sure, we, we try to take the vacations, right? The week vacations, maybe take a few more than, you know, other ones, weekend trips, right? Mm-hmm. Other things, we try to do the things together when I am home. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my my like I said, my son's nine year old and surfing. I'm I've surfed. I'm not good, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to learn. I want to yeah. take, so I want to take lessons so I can go with him, right? So I can be out there with him. Then my wife goes, and then we're all one big family out there surfing. We don't know how. My nine year old's really good, right? But mm-hmm. I want to be out there with him so I can learn. I told my wife I'm going to take lessons of that, right? So. I just try to incorporate, we try to get it together. Like later after the podcast today, we're going to go ride our bikes down to the beach as a family and go cruise around, right? Maybe grab mm-hmm. a bike for lunch, whatever have you. I just try to incorporate, try to, try to, because I know it's the time that really yeah. sticks back in my head. I, we got to do something. So um, that's just my thing is I just want to be uh as much family oriented as I can go to ball games, go to anything that we can do together mm-hmm. because, um, before you know it, like you, like we talked before, um, they're gone. And then mm-hmm. it's just me and my wife. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then we start all back over again. Like we're dating again, almost right. Because then it's just me and her again. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just my thing is, is I just try to do as much as I can with them. Mm-hmm. And then, I try, which I'm trying to work on. If I'm having a bad week at work, I don't try to bring that home. Right. Because that's, that's, that's not good. And I have before, like me being away and then Sunday hits, I'm like, I got to drive back up Monday. And then I start getting in that mood. Right. And I got to work on that because I, I feel I I, I'm jealous because then they're all here and then I leave. Right. Mm -hmm. Can I change it? Yes. But where I'm working right now is a great place to work. So I, I take that in, in, uh, conjunction of everything. So like, like I said, I just gotta, I try to incorporate everything I can with them as much as I can when I'm here. Mm-hmm. No, like you, Shane, man, I Sunday would come around brother. And I don't know for why, but I would get like in this mode where it was easier to detach, right? We have a lot of, uh, Guys now, influencers are saying, oh, you got to detach. You got to detach. You got to detach. Okay, well, that's what I used to do. I used to detach and look at my family as an object. That way it was easier for me to leave. The problem with that is we get stuck in that mode of detaching all the time. So when it's time to attach to our families and make those connections that are so important, it's damn near difficult. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, but I, I used to get upset, man. I used to get upset, you know, and I just put my head down. My wife would be like, you're in work mode. You know, you can't be in work mode when you're on the kids, you know? And it's like, yeah, you just want to get stuff done because you're kind of masking the pain that you're feeling because you don't really want to leave your family. I I know I didn't, I hated it. Dude, there's times that I've been away and I sit and I'll call my wife and she's like, Hey, what's wrong? And she'll hear me kind of sniffle or whatever. Right. Dude, mm-hmm. I'm 250 pounds, six two guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'll be up there and I'll be like, man, I it's not a good day today. I miss you guys, right? Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, she's like, all right, well, it's just a couple more days. You're gonna be home, you know. What I mean, and then she talks me through it, and then I get upset, and then you know, she talks me through it and say, hey, you're gonna just a couple more days. You're gonna be home, and then we'll we'll, we'll be together again. So, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, that's just been with this last company I've been with. A lot of other times I've been home. Mm-hmm. right i have been home like i am home every night but i still work the long hours like 16s 15s 18s 20s 32s back in the day right mm-hmm. and i was home and i was never home i just mm-hmm. always work right yeah and then and i i did that all for money and to make my family better but i lost my time and i and and i don't want that i don't want that anymore i want yeah. the time and it's good to see that you're making the changes. And for you guys who are listening, bro, I mean, like Shane, like myself, it's never too late to make that change. It just takes that commitment. How do you eat an elephant? I always say one bite at a time, just being consistent and steady and making the changes so we can create a better life for our families, for ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. 
Um, Shane, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about you being a foreman, right? Being a leader and stuff like that. How is it that you like, say, for instance, what is it that you do? Like when you notice somebody on your crew, who's not acting okay, you know, um, you start recognizing that something's going on. I think that's a big important as leaders that we are able to read our, the people that work for us or work with us. Right. Right. Um, because we tend to, as men, hide or mask our feelings. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you do pay attention to those little details, you will see something change in that person. You yeah. know? And it's okay for you to ask them, hey, man, are you doing okay? And pull them off the side and be like, man, are you are you really okay? Is that something you, you see a lot yeah, of? Yeah, 100%. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here to help. I, I mean, anything I can do, if someone says, hey, we just had it this past weekend where someone was, or this past week, someone said, foreman said, hey, I'm not, uh, the lineman said, I'm not feeling good, right? And mm -hmm. I was like, do right, you want to go, you need to go home? Are you, are you okay? And he said, no, I'll hang out for a little while. Well, eventually he went home, right? There's been other times where I've had a, a foreman or a lineman that's not doing, having good home life, right? With their mm -hmm. wife, right? And I can see it in their face, yeah. right? They're really upset, right? And I'll be like, hey, are you Okay. Do you need the time off? You want me to have someone cover you? Do you want to go home? I'll take you home or I'll take you, you know, you can leave and I'll stay here and watch the crew. Mm -hmm. Right. So anything that where I can see a change or anything that I can help with any, it doesn't even have to be alignment, right? It could be an apprentice, a groundman, anything that yeah. where I'm, I, I can try to help. I will help. Um, mm -hmm. I've had quite a few uh, linemen and foremen that, are still today and even GFs that, you know, they've called and said, Hey, you know, this, that, or this, and that, dude, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll help anybody. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm here to help. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and even if I just like you, right. I, if, if I mean, you're talking and you call me later today and say, Hey dude, I drove down to Mexico. We're going on vacation, my flat tire. I don't have no tires. I'm, I'm in trouble. Dude, mm -hmm. I'm on my way. I'm going to be yeah. on my way. I'm, I'm here to help. Right. Hey mm -hmm. kids, we're, we're going to go help. You know what I mean? And that, and that's what I hope also that I've, I've taught my kids and my wife has taught our kids. Also you help. We we're, we're here to help, right? We're blessed enough with, you know what I mean? And, um, we're, we're, we got okay money. Um, we're, we're here to bless to help people also. So mm -hmm. anywhere we can help and especially on the cruise, I'm, I'm all about the lineman dude where I sit right now, I'm a GF, right? I'm in the middle. I'm, yeah. a, I'm for the company. I'm for that. But I'm going to tell you, you never know when the next time I'm going to be driving a digger with a pole on it. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to be people that are out there like shit. And then I'm out there in two weeks because maybe I screwed up in my job. And now I'm with them. They're like, oh, there's that asshole. Ain't happening. Mm -hmm. Ain't happening. I am in the middle and always will. And I'll always lean more towards the guys because that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not saying that I'm not here to. Uh, for the company to where the rot, you know, they got in at six and they write till midnight, right? That I, that I'm not going to let that happen either. Yeah. Cause we, we gotta have, we have, we gotta have contractors to work for. And if we keep taking, dude, we're, we're going to be in a bad shape. Right. Or mm -hmm. if tools are stolen, totally not cool. Right. Mm -hmm. But if it's, if it's help or if it's, you know, uh, in that matter, I'm here. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Um, we definitely have to have a, a, a love, our character, especially being a leader, right? Yeah. We have to have our, our character that when they see us, they know that, hey, this guy doesn't budge on certain things, right? Um, One of the things I always used to tell my guys when I was pushing is, man, I don't care what you do. Just don't, I'm not going to lie for you. Don't make me yeah. lie for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I'd put it back on them. You know, they're grown men. I shouldn't have to babysit yeah. at all, you know? Um. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cover. I'm not going to do any of those things. Cause then what that says about me is that, Hey, he's able to compromise here. What else is he compromising in his life? You know, um, I've been, I've been sober 16 years now, brother. Yeah. And, uh, I get approached all the time. Hey, why don't you drink? Why don't you drink? And it's not that I can't drink. I can, but how am I telling, how am I supposed to tell somebody who's struggling with alcohol you know, don't drink, but yet I'm over there kicking back beer or alcohol or, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to look like a hypocrite, right? Yeah. You know, if I'm going to walk the walk or talk the talk, I better walk the walk. Yeah. You know? 
that's crux of being a leader and influencer. You know what I mean? You got to be able to, to walk that walk. And I think also too, with the being a leader part, foreman, general foreman, superintendent, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I just recently, I've asked a couple people just how they feel about how do you think I'm doing? Mm-hmm. What can I work on as a supervisor, right? Now, I'm not the best, yeah. but what, I want to be the best. So mm-hmm. tell me something I can help on, you know, and, one of my one of my good friends said, "Hey, this is what I think you maybe need to work on. There's a couple things. I'm not trying to beat you up, but this mm-hmm. is a couple things. I didn't take it as as you jerk. I'm not going to talk to you again. I took it as, hey, thank you, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a superintendent that we have, and and a couple of them actually that I've asked the same, and they tell me like, hey, this maybe this or over here this, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that just makes me better. So then yeah. I, and that makes me better towards my the guys that are underneath me." Or the four guys, or it could be the 50 guys, you know, whatever role I play in the leadership. Um, I want to be that guy. I want to be someone that's respected. I want to be someone that's like, dude, Shane's a good leader. And and I want him, you know what I mean? And anything more that I can learn to make myself better, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. 100%. And not only that, as a father also. Absolutely. You know, I, I'll take any criticism. Just at first it'll hurt, right? Mm-hmm. At first it will hurt, but... If I take the criticism, you know, I, then I can, I can definitely slowly try to change. I'm like, I can't change overnight, but maybe I can change little things. Like you said earlier, piece by piece by piece, mm-hmm. one bite at a time. Exactly. That little microdosing. Everybody's in a microdosing now, you know, well, yeah. start by doing that in your life. You know what I mean? Modeling is definitely more important than teaching. You know, we can sit there all day and just try to teach, try to teach and try to teach. But if we're not modeling that behavior in our own life, we're not being as effective as we think we are, you know? Yeah. Now, um, it's crazy because um, we've had a lot of suicides go on. Oh, it's heartbreaking, you know? Yeah. Big time. And for our industry, I had Brady Hansen, you know, I, I talked to him on the, the podcast and um, he, one of the things he said was that as linemen, our whole job, right. Is making connections. You know, we're always making connections, whether it be macking, grounding, whatever. Right. Right. We're always making these connections. Right. So we're good at it. We know how to make connections. He's like, why don't we take that when we talk to people? Why don't we take that when we try to connect to our brother, try to connect to our spouse, try to connect to our children? And you do that by what? We do that by asking questions. Yeah. I think think, uh, sometimes, you know, the us journeyman linemen and the apprentices coming in or groundmen, once you get to become journeyman, uh, journeyman, right? You, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we feel we have the S under our shirt, right? We feel that we're mm-hmm. Superman, right? And we feel like we can walk on water. And then we have that attitude, like, dude, we're, we're journeyman alignment, dude. Mm-hmm. And something to be said for us, right? We're, we're strong. We're very strong-willed. We're different kind of people. We do a lot of work. Um, but at the same time, exactly what you said about connections, if you're having troubles in anything like drugs, alcohol, marriage, anything you need to connect because if, if we if we don't do those connections with those kind of people or get help right mm-hmm. um then then uh it, those be those people will falter and uh local 47 does a, a lot of good stuff with help and there's a lot of good guys that are that are in there that help out like you said including yourself um mm-hmm. that that if you have problems in that matter that uh it's just a call you know it's not like if someone has a problem, they call me. I'm not going to call 250 people and say, "Hey, can you believe so and so's got this problem?" No, mm-hmm. just what we're going to get you help. We're, we we want to get you help, right? Because I I've had a, a groundman that uh, became a lineman and and he he passed due to drugs and uh, just not too long ago, right? Yeah, and it's it's it was a sad deal. Loved the guy, man. Loved him. Great dude. And, uh, even my wife knew him very, very well. And, uh, he passed, it was like, Oh my God. Right. And then they even did a, he surfed too. And they did a little surf out and they paddled out for him out in Huntington. Right. And, uh, it it was sad news, you know, and 
it just it, it sucks when they get to that that stage it's you you think they're okay but then they're not and then they're okay and then they're not and then before you know it they take their life right by and they don't even know it and they mm-hmm. like you said they didn't make that connection yeah definitely um when we are going through like grief counseling and stuff like that um they're training us to ask questions like say for instance a person who's really going to commit suicide right they already have it planned out they know. So if you ask them, well, how would you do it? Right. Little things asking, you know, questions. Yeah. They will have it planned out in detail how they would do it. They'll start giving away things, you know, like they, they're not going to need those things anymore. Stuff that had value to them. Right. And those are some indications for you guys listening of people who could possibly be on the verge of taking their own life, you know? So Ask questions, guys. I mean, you never know where people are in their life. And I and think be, with that, be that, kind. You yeah. Know? I think with what, what you just said, that last thing there is don't, don't, um, when you hear those keywords or what you said, those phrases, then, you mm-hmm. know, don't, don't take it for granted. Just go, I'll help them tomorrow. Right. That might be mm-hmm. their last day. Right. So if, if we can pick up on that, right. Which I, the phrase you said of, the little keywords there. I didn't know that either. So it's good mm-hmm. that that's out there, but it's um, definitely, if you hear those kind of things, don't, don't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow might be the lap that might be done. Right. might be that night. So mm-hmm. we just got to really help them. And uh, we don't need anybody, brother, sister in the trade or anybody at that matter. Doesn't mm-hmm. need life. No, for sure. I want to kind of shift gears a little bit, Shane. I want okay. to talk to you about boundaries, brother. Um, now, in this industry, I know a lot of brothers that they they call me up, they talk to me like, "Oh, Dave, I want to be more present with my family," you know. Um, but I took this call out. I don't even want to go, but I said yes, right? Yeah. And one of the things I always tell them is, "Man, you got to have better boundaries, brother. You got to stop being that yes man." You know, it's okay to allow someone to take that crew. Don't feel like you're letting that crew down. You know what I mean? If you have some important stuff, if you're always that guy who's who's taking those call outs, you know what I mean? You don't need to take every single call out. You know, right. if you have something planned, but communication is also key too. Don't say you're going to do something and all of a sudden, an hour before you go out, you're, you know, no call, no show or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't yeah. do that. You know, how do you... Um, how have you helped people, you know, to overcome that? Like when they come to you as a leader, you know, do you have your guys come to you or do they believe they, they can come to you and stuff like that and tell you stuff? I hope, I hope they do. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe some people have, but I, I think some people like, you know, um, once you're, when you're a GF, they think you're management, right? So they, so a yeah. lot of, a lot of time they might go to the foreman. Mm-hmm. Um, in my role right now, like I've had people maybe as a foreman, maybe a little more as a GF, they think I'm management and they think, you know, I'm, I'm going to turn them in or, you know, not that they're doing anything wrong, but you know, I, I'm going to go that route. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all, I'm open, man. My, yeah. my, my, my door is always open. You can come in shut the door and say either, Hey Shane, I don't like the way you did this or Hey Shane, I need help in this. And, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm, it's always open. Mm-hmm. I hope people know that. Um, uh, maybe sometimes I don't say enough and maybe that's my fault that it's always open, but you know, um, it always is no in, in anything. And, and, and my boundaries, like you were just saying about not taking that call out. I'm like, I said earlier, I'm guilty of it too. Right. There's, yeah. there's days that Saturdays I'm like, Hey, I'm going to stay up here tonight, you know, to dawn. I'll be, Hey, I'm going to stay up here tonight. I'm going to come home tomorrow night on Saturday. Um, uh, they need me. Well, if I really wanted to go, I could just tell the other GF, Hey, can you handle it today? Right. And he'll be like, yeah, no problem. I got you. He's, he's all about helping out too. Right. So mm-hmm. I can, then I can come home. Right. But instead I get so wrapped up in that and I get so like, no, Hey, there's a freeway crossing or Hey, no, there's a railroad crossing or no, there's a big job. I want to make sure everybody's safe when the other GF is just as good. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just as good. And the, and the crews we have are awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, you got to trust. I think, I think you got to just trust in what's there and what's what, what else is there to help you. Mm-hmm. And then those boundaries can be, Hey, I'm going home tonight. I, I need to go home. Right. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I, instead of just taking Saturday, Sunday, maybe, Hey, I'm going to take Monday off too. Yeah. Right. I, I don't need the extra whatever money for that day. Just stay home. If, um, not too long ago, I, I wasn't going to, but I did, but my son, um, some, some, uh, friends at work and are some, uh, and some other friends put some money together and he, he made some money and he, if you made enough, you got to cut the principal's tie off, right. At, at, at elementary in front of the whole school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go. Right. I was just like, and then I was like, well, what time is it? Right. I'm, I'm already like, Hey, well, what time is it going to go? Because I gotta, I gotta get mm-hmm. right. Well, it was eight something in the morning. And so I called the superintendent. I said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to stay. I, I, I'm going to stay for this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was awesome. I left at nine 30, 10, got up, back up where I needed to be, whatever. They mm-hmm. didn't question nothing. My superintendent, yeah. the foreman, the other GF, nothing. Hey, how do you do? Let me see the video. Right. And I showed it. Dude, my son was stoked. He looked over at me and mom were there. That's what it's about. Mm. Heck yeah, right. for sure. Shane, um, we're almost done here with this. Yep. Uh, I wanted to wrap this up by asking you what a bit of advice can you share to our audience now about being a better father, husband, leader, mentor? You know, what can you share? One thing. I think the number one thing comes to mind is what we just uh, mainly hit a lot is time. I think time. I think you need to you need to give that time to your wife. You need to give that time to your kids. Mm-hmm. You need to give time to that family time. You know, um, including your including my mom, right, grandma and grandpa, my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't give enough time there either, right? I come home because I'm only home for the weekend. I don't go back up to my mom who lives in Feeland. I don't give that time, right? I need mm-hmm. to. Yeah, I need to give that time to my mom. I need to give time to my kids and my wife. So I think the number one thing for all the listeners out there, time. It's all about that time. Give it, give back. We're all so busy. We get caught up in being a lineman, the apprentice, the groundman, or in this trade. But then you forget about the time that you lose. And the time you lost is gone. Right? And so uh, that's the number one thing. And the last thing I'd like to say is just, you know, we're we're a brotherhood out there and a sisterhood we need to all stay together be together watch each other be Mm -hmm. safe thanks to the men and women that served our country including you thank you but um that that's always top and uh you know and just let's let's watch out for each other Mm because we don't need anybody dying we don't need anybody losing their finger their toes their hands let everybody come to work the same way and go home the same way they got there yes right and that's the only way we can do that is back to what it is time if we if we rush through everything we forget steps we get hurt right then we go home and not we don't give the time back to our kids we'll lose it then they forget the time and then we lose that part so i just say time let's let's give the time Mm, i like that man Well, once again, Shane, thank you so much, bro, for coming on here and just sharing your wisdom on this episode of Lyman Chronicles. Um, I know our guests are going to really, really value and cherish everything that you just said on here today. And uh, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, like I said, thank you for your service again. And uh, thank you. Absolutely. We'll be talking to you soon. All right, man. Be safe.